Welcome to this edition of Morgan Yass for Podcast. Joined, as always, on our NFL Weekly by Trevor Voss. He'll come in here in just a second. Um, a very different week in the NFL, um, obviously starting last Thursday and thanks with Thanksgiving games. Obviously, Detroit and Dallas always host Thanksgiving games. And then, obviously, the marquee matchup of the day was the Ravens and the Steelers. But with COVID situation, that was actually last night. Um, so just a, almost an entire week later because of COVID and everything. Um, you know, what was kind of your overall uh, weekly um, take on the NFL? Um, you know, kind of my biggest thing is they are trying to do everything in their power to play these games. They don't care when or where or who plays in them. Um, they're going to play these games because they're out of bye weeks and they're out of time to get it in without uh, delaying the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it seems like they're doing everything they can to get these games. And like you said, <clears throat> goes back to earlier this year, we talked about, I thought they should have added in a week 18 to the schedule. There's 17 weeks in a, in a season. Obviously, everyone gets a bye because they play 16 games. So that's why we have 17 weeks. And I, I really thought they should have added an 18, 18th week. That way, in the case of, you know, the, the Steelers and the Ravens, instead of playing on a Wednesday, they could have pushed it back to that week 18 slot. Now, some people might say, well, that's unfair because some teams won't have to play that week. So they'll get a, a bye week before the playoffs. Well, so what? It's a weird year. I mean, if you're a team that is unlucky and you have to play in that week 18 slot, so be it. If you get a bye week, you get it. But uh, Wednesday night football, I think, just kind of makes for a mess, yeah. as we saw last night. I, I didn't get to see any of the game, really. I just reading about it, saw some highlights, and it sounds like you get sloppy football and yeah, so I didn't watch it either. Um, and, and the Ravens were actually slotted to play again tonight, correct? Yeah, they were supposed to play tonight versus, I believe it was, yeah, the Cowboys on Thursday night. Now that got moved to Monday. I believe it's Monday. But it's I did Monday or Tuesday, maybe. I, my schedule's showing Tuesday now, but it's it – could, It could be. <laughs> it's, this stuff changes every, every day, it seems like. And, again, but like you said, they're – NFL is going to do everything they can to get these games in. Yep, absolutely. Um, they need the TV money, and you know they're losing a lot of other money. They got to have the games for the TV to get the TV revenue. Um, you know, and then this kind of you know that was kind of really the big um, news of the week was just that, and then obviously Denver having to play without a quarterback uh, because of their quarterbacks all being in a group together without mask on. I guess was is no other way of saying it. Um, they're going to get a big fine and. It's going to be bad in Denver. Yeah, they had to have uh, Kendall Hinton play off the practice squad. He was a receiver, and he hasn't played any quarterback since his days at Wake Forest, and I don't think he really played much there either. Um, he was kind of a utility guy. So the first quarter, they, they hung in there with the Saints, and then uh, things started to unravel, and they ended up losing 31-3. to But you're right, Broncos will probably be getting hit with some fines. But it does sound like all the quarterbacks are allowed to come back today, I believe, as long as they had their third negative test. Yep. So they, they should be good come next week, Sunday. But, again, I, I think that it's just an ex another example for other NFL teams that you got to do everything by the book here. Yeah, I think I heard where they're putting Blake Bortles as their COVID quarterback, and he's not going to be around anybody else. And I, I know other teams are doing that as well. Mm -hmm. He's got a quarterback that is never around the team. Um, but obviously doing the virtual stuff, but just you just can't put them around because you have to have a functional quarterback. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that have a quarterback on the roster, but they 
they're staying at home. Right. They're not coming to the facilities. You know, they I'm sure they have meetings every day with coaches and they're studying the playbook and things. But, yeah, they're not at the facilities that way in case of the situation like the Broncos have. They can bring them in and play them. Uh, so I'd have to imagine that teams that aren't doing that will do it the rest of the season. I, I, I would sure think so. All right. Um, and then, you know, kind of the next thing was uh, Pat Patricia fired um, after Thursday. I think maybe it was Saturday he was fired, actually. Um, but you, you knew it was kind of coming after Thursday's um, game against Houston. Um, you know, it was expected. They fired the GM, too. Um, they just kind of need to start over. Um, they're going to have to make some decisions on a few guys. Uh, but, you know, they just need to be better. They haven't been good in a long, long time. And hopefully they can get it right this time. Yeah, we, we figured, we've talked about on here that uh, Patricia was probably going to get fired. I think it was the right thing to do. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, and all three years that he's been there, their defense has gotten worse, I believe, in the rankings. And I think I read that in the two-and-a-half, two-and-three-quarter seasons that he was there, he lost as many games as Caldwell did, the previous coach, in his in his four seasons. I think Caldwell went uh, – well, they fired Caldwell yeah, after a winning record, nine and seven. After a winning record, yes. So they're, again, they're probably regretting that decision, and they, they need to bring in, they they need to hit on it because Stafford's only got so many years left, and I don't know how much longer they'll keep him there. Just yeah. in general, it, it might be time to start looking at a another quarterback in the draft potentially, but that'll depend on the GM that they bring in and the new coach, whoever they can get to come there, because the Lions are probably going to be pretty low on most candidates. Right. Uh, you know, on their list, at least the top ones that can kind of pick anywhere they want to go. Yeah, I don't see Eric Bieniemy going to Detroit. No, no, I, I don't either. That would probably be his. He might go back to Kansas City. Before I, I, I mean, that, that's. I mean, I think, you know, and, and I know the salaries aren't what they aren't reported out like they are in college, but that's where some of these guys in college that make, you know, like Brent Venables, the D coordinator at Clemson, he makes like two and a half million dollars a year. There's only. 30 jobs in the country that pay more than that as a head coach. So right. why would he leave? I mean, unless he gets a top 15 job. I mean. Yeah. If I'm Eric B you know, I'm looking at Houston and then my second choice, I think just because of how good the quarterbacks playing would be, would be the chargers. Right. The problem with that is you're staying in division. You have to face Mahomes twice a year, but with Justin Herbert, I mean that he looks like, well, I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time. But, again, with the enemy, I think those would be the top two options. And then, you know, maybe going somewhere like the, the Jags or the Jets where you get one of those first yeah. or second picks. And then you can pick your, your quarterback, of course. Right. Yeah, I mean, the the Jets are going to be intriguing if they go 0-16 because they have their number one pick and they can take Lawrence. I mean, so that's mm -hmm. intriguing for every coach. Yeah, and they, they have a lot of draft picks, along with the Jaguars. Both those teams have a lot, a lot of picks in the upcoming drafts. So, uh, he'll he'll definitely have his uh, his pick of where he wants to go, and I'm sure Detroit's not going to be one of them. Yep, absolutely. You know, and then kind of the other uh, you know real highlight was uh, Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards, I think, like 206 yards in the first quarter of their game this weekend. Um, you know, it, I, I watched that game, and it was just abs what Mahomes does with the football is just unbelievable. What he he just flicks his wrist, and it goes 45 yards downfield, and there's no effort. I mean, just an absolute cannon. And then obviously with Tyreek Hill's speed, he just throws him open and then it's just, it's an easy pitch and catch. Yeah, Tyreek's the most dangerous player in the league uh, besides that non-quarterback position. And 
you're right. Mahomes can throw from basically any any angle, any angle, any platform. I think Tyree Killfish was looking at now 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns, and I had him on my fantasy team, so that that was kind of nice. Right. Uh, he got me like 60 points, which I've I've never had a player do that before, so that was definitely interesting. And but yeah, you're right. I mean, Mahomes can do just about anything he wants with the football, and, and he's got weapons everywhere. Ty, Tyree Kill. No one can stay with him on man-to-man. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey's almost uncoverable at the tight end position, it seems like. Yeah. But going to kind of talking about the Bucks just real quick. I mean, they've played two good teams the last two weeks, and they've lost by three points each time. And, again, we've talked about what they need to do. This is an important bye week for them. They have a really pretty an easy schedule remaining. So we'll, we'll see after the bye week if the Bucks are going to get things fixed and be a real – threaten the playoffs or if they're fading in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I there's I mean, they really haven't lost to bad teams. So <laughs> except for the Bears, but that's when the Bears are actually playing okay. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, they're not as bad as it, it seems, I don't think. And they get it right, they'll be just fine. Yeah. All right. And now let's just kind of um just about five games, six games here that just, you know, we, we kind of talked about a little bit, but the Steelers and the Ravens, 19 to 14, sloppy. Um, I think Tomlin called it JV ball out there um, with the Wednesday and then not everybody, ha- not having everybody. You kind of saw that coming. I really did. I didn't think it would be a, a really well-played game again. I didn't watch it, but uh, I'm not surprised at that score there, really. No, Tomlin was pretty upset uh, after the game with his team, and I <clears> – <throat> Obviously, they didn't play very well, and I, I think he's doing that too because they're undefeated. Right. And maybe some of those younger players are, you know, Big Ben knows what it takes in the playoffs. He's been around long enough, but maybe some of the younger players on that team are starting to think, here we are at 11-0, no one can beat yep. us. And I bet, not that you want to lose, but I bet Tomlin wouldn't mind one loss. No. I, well, I, I, I guess I should be careful how I say it because they could lose the number one seed to the Chiefs. Right. But – you know, he wants that one seed, but he'd be okay with a loss. I guarantee that. I mean, it's yeah to kind of wake them up, and because if you look at their schedule, they really haven't beat anyone that great. Uh, they did did beat Tennessee by three, <clears throat> but other than that, they really haven't beat anyone that impressive. Now they still they've won their games that that are on the schedule, which is good. Right. But I'm not sure if they're quite as good as I thought they were earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, and then uh, Seahawks and Eagles, twenty three to seventeen. Um, this game is really talked about for the backdoor cover of the Eagles than it really was the game. Uh, <laughs> it was that last, you know, the Hail Mary that really didn't matter, but the spread was six and a half and they won by six. So actually the Eagles covered. Yeah, that was crazy. That probably one of the worst beats that <laughs> I can think of. Um, not that I, I didn't have any money on the game, but a lot of people had the Seahawks by six and a half. Yeah. Carson Wentz throws that Hail Mary, which the odds of hitting that are pretty low. And then they get the two-point conversion right after. Yep. Uh, that had to just kill some people watching that. Um, to the actual game, though, uh, the Seahawks defense is starting to play better last three or four weeks. Uh, they, you know, Jam- Jamal Adams is finally back healthy. And they're starting to get a, some pass rush and get some sacks now. So that we talked about that earlier in the year. That was my biggest concern with the Seahawks because they were on pace to give up the most yards ever in NFL history. And, and now their defense is playing better. So I think that might be the second best team in the NFC. 
All right. And then, uh, you know, Falcons 43, Raiders 6. Uh, super surprised at that uh, score. Again, I didn't watch this one. Uh, but just super surprising on the score of that game and the margin of victory because, you know, the Raiders have given the Chiefs the most trouble in the entire league. And then, obviously, the Falcons are not good. Yeah, the Raiders, I I saw some of that game. They they just looked like they weren't ready to play football at all from the very beginning. Uh, they gave up five sacks. Uh, they had some turnovers, some penalties. And the Falcons, they're a weird team. They have a lot of offensive talent. But it seems like they're always – they're just not very ever dominant. Every now and then they are, but not not throughout the whole season. So that score was pretty surprising, 43-6. to Because, again, we talked a week or two ago that the Raiders – uh, they'd beaten the Chiefs, like you said. They'd beaten the Saints, and then they almost beat the Chiefs again. So they were looking like a good team, and then they come out here and lay an egg, basically. Um, they have the, they're at the Jets next week, so I think that they would bounce back. And All right. maybe I'm sure Gruden will have them ready next week. And they've got a, the easiest opponent you could ask for. So Yep, absolutely. Uh, Patriots 20, Cardinals 17. Again, a little surprise there. The Cardinals have really fallen off the last uh, few weeks here. They have, and I, I think they're a year away. A couple weeks ago, they were looking like maybe the, the young up-and-coming team for the playoffs this year, and now they've kind of regressed a little bit. Kyler Murray struggled against the Patriots. Bill Belichick has a hit, good history against young quarterbacks and against everybody in that, for that matter. But, uh, yeah, I think they're a year away. Um, if they do get in the playoffs, they have a, you know, they're a dangerous offense, but I, I think they just need some more experience. And then, uh, you know, the Titans 45 and the Colts 26. Again, not surprised the Titans won. That was going to be a, a good game, but a little surprising on the score. Um, yeah, the score was was definitely surprising. Like you said, the Colts have had a good defense all year. And King Henry ran for 178 yards and three touchdowns. And Tannehill took care of the ball. Wasn't asked to do a lot. But, yeah, the, the Titans are, are starting to play a lot better as of recently. And the Colts, I don't know what to make of them. It's it's one of those teams that obviously I think is going to get in the playoffs, but I, I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. Yeah, get there and then and then out. And then, you know, the last game there, uh, Packers 41, Bears 25, never close. Uh, Bears just look uh, abysmal. Um, and, you know, the Packers, I, I was look, I was, you know, it, the for being a huge rivalry ever, but since like 1992, the Bears have only won like 13 times. I mean, it's unbelievable the the one-sidedness of this rivalry since the since really Brett Favre has been there. Yeah, you're right. It, it kind of has been one-sided since, you know, 92 or whatever you said. Um, and, and that's basically just because of the quarterbacks that the two teams have had. The Packers got Brett Favre, and then they, they hit gold again with Aaron Rodgers. And that doesn't really happen very often where you go back-to-back with two Hall of Fame guys, and the Bears are, are still struggling to find a guy. You know, Jay Cutler is the best they've had, really, and <laughs> that's saying something. So and I, I thought that I read that going into this game, the Bears had only given up 12 passing touchdowns on the year. I, I, think, it was some, I think it was something like that, and then Aaron Rodgers goes out and throws four. So. Yeah. Their <laughs> defense hasn't been bad. I mean, they really haven't. I mean, they give up 20-some point, 20 points most games. The problem is their offense scores 14. Yeah, you almost wonder if the Bears are – if the, the team is starting to fall apart a little bit. I agree. They, they know their quarterback play is really bad. The offense in general is bad. And, you know, that, that, that's tough to go with 
16 weeks. And if you're the defense, especially knowing that no matter what you do, you're probably not going to win the game because the offense just can't really do much. Yep, I agree. All right, and now let's just kind of uh, spend just a little bit of time here on each uh, division leader here. We'll start with the AFC. Uh, the East, uh, the Bills are 8-3. and three. Bills are 8-3. and three. They've got their defense to start playing a little bit better now. Uh, they're one game ahead of the Dolphins. Buffalo's kind of one of those teams that uh, not many people are talking about right now. So they could be a sneaky team in the playoffs. Um, they made it last year. They had that crazy game at the Texans. Right. Uh, Texans ended up winning, but at the end, Josh Allen was kind of going crazy all over the field. He ended up going for like a 20-yard run and then trying to pitch it over his shoulder to a tight end, and luckily they recovered. So he he probably needs some more playoff experience. He's kind of a wild quarterback just in right. general. But, yeah, that that's a team that – and I think they play – I don't know if they played Miami yet this year. They might have to play them. So – Buffalo Bills, they play in week 17. So that could be for that division. Yeah. It could be a big game there, week 17. And then, you know, the AFC North, uh, the Steelers, obviously the only undefeated team left, 11 and 0, uh, with the big win over the Ravens uh, yesterday. Yeah, they, they've about got that division locked up. I don't think Cleveland's going to catch them. Uh, Cleveland's definitely having a, a really good year for that organization. Baltimore's obviously out of it. So. Pittsburgh, they they should have that wrapped up, and they're either going to finish with the number one or or the two seed at worst, I would think, in the playoffs. And then the South, uh, with the convincing win on uh, this weekend, uh, the Titans are eight and three. Titans are eight and three, one game ahead of uh, Indianapolis, and I, I think Tennessee will end up. Yeah, they look division. good. They look really good. They've got the better running game. Tannehill's a, a better quarterback at this point right now than Philip Rivers is. So I I think I. Pretty sure Tennessee will end up winning that one. I, I don't see Indianapolis coming back and winning that division. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the West, obviously the Chiefs are ten and one, um, fighting for that, the, the at least the two seed, and, and hopefully uh, they want the Steelers to fall once and then they can get the one seed. Yeah, I mean this division's pretty much wrapped up, and like you said, Kansas City they're they're trying to get that number one seed and get the bye, unless the playoffs do go to to eight teams, which is still a possibility. Then then no one gets a bye. But yeah. It, they're either going to be the number one or two seed along the, with the Steelers there. Yep. And then uh, moving on to the NFC, uh, NFC least, I'm going to call it, uh, the Giants and the football team are tied at four and seven. But I think if it started today, the Giants win the division, correct? They do because they've uh, they beat Washington twice already this season. Yep. So that they have the tiebreaker of them. But uh, the Giants are, are starting to play well. They've won three in a row. But they do have a, a tough schedule here. Uh, they're at Seattle home versus Arizona, home versus Cleveland, then at Baltimore and home versus Dallas. So Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland, those are going to be tough games. And we'll see how many more they can win. But it, that division's looking like 6-10 and 10 could be the, uh, the winner there. I agree. Uh, and then the North, uh, the Packers uh, really kind of running away with it, 8-3. Uh, and three. Yeah, they, I mean, they have the best quarterback. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is right there with Mahomes for MVP and – they're already eight and three, so it'd be it'd be tough to imagine them going worse than twelve and four with their remaining schedule. Agree. And then the South, uh, the Saints, uh, nine and two. Saints nine and two. I mean, heck of a coaching job that Sean Payton did last year when Teddy Bridgewater had to go in, and now Taysom Hill. I think he's six and zero oh in the past two years with the backup quarterbacks. Yeah, six or seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. So, or maybe it's seven and zero oh now. So uh, they play Atlanta again, and then they're at Philadelphia. 
before they host Kansas City. So you almost wonder if they'll let Drew Brees sit at least two more weeks. Yeah. Then maybe maybe come back for that potential Super Bowl preview. Right. Versus the Chiefs on December 20th. And then it also just depends on what everything else happens. Uh, if he's a little bit iffy, I think you got to sit him uh, because of, obviously that game matters, but not a whole lot uh, in the big scheme of things because they're going to get in the playoffs and, and they need him for the playoffs. Yeah, they do. Um, but the one thing to consider is Green Bay beat them earlier in the year. So if they were to drop a game and go to, say, 9-3, and three, the Packers win next week, go to 9-3, and three, Green Bay would have the tiebreaker right. for the number one seed. So it, it is a fine line that they're playing with there. And then moving on to the NFC West, there's there's Seattle at 8-3. Uh, the middle of the season, they kind of weren't looking like the same team as before, but it seems like now the defense is playing a little bit better. They're not asking Russell to throw it 40 or 50 times a game, and they're, they're starting to get healthy. Yep, I agree. I mean, they're just kind of getting back to what we kind of thought about they would and uh, best team out west. Mm-hmm. All right, and what's on you? You got a couple things here on your your uh, list here. Well, I was gonna. We haven't done it in a while, and I don't know if you wrote down your top five teams. I haven't. We'll just do yours, and and that'll. Okay. Be- the way I see it, I, I've got Kansas City at one, and then I'm going to put the Saints in the two spot okay. ahead of the the Steelers and. I know that probably sounds kind of weird to do because the Steelers are 11 and 0, but I'm going to put them three just because their their schedule's been pretty easy. I'd like to see a little bit more out of them. Then in the four spot, like we talked about, I think Seattle now. Seattle gets the four spot just because they've seen to, to fix things on defense. And then the number five team, I'm going to put Tennessee there. I, I like that list. I mean. You know, there's a couple of teams you could switch one spot here or there, but I like that list. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, you could put the Packers, maybe the Bills, uh, maybe the Bucks if they get things turned around. But when it comes to the playoffs, I, I would trust – and they play in different conferences, so they wouldn't meet each other unless it was a Super Bowl. But I would trust what Tennessee's doing now a little bit more than Green Bay. Green Bay's got, the, obviously, the better quarterback. But when it comes to the playoffs, being able to run the ball really well is a huge advantage. So – Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Tennessee in that five slot. Oh, sounds good. And then looking on to next week, I don't think there's a ton of good games. Uh, in the early slot, we've got the Browns at the Titans. Both those teams are eight and three. So we'll find out just how good the Browns are. If, right. they, can hang, if they can hang with the Titans or even beat them, that'll be really impressive. We talked last week. I mean, Kevin Stefanski has got to be considered for coach of the year. Having the Browns at eight and three is pretty incredible um the Rams at the Cardinals Rams are seven and four Cardinals six and five both those teams want to get in the playoffs so that's gonna that's gonna be a big game as far as making the playoffs for those two teams and Broncos at the Chiefs Chiefs are favored by 14 there on Sunday night and then the, the one Monday night game is the Bills at the 49ers so we'll, we'll see if Shanahan can come up with a a game plan to kind of confuse Josh Allen, maybe hanging that one. But again, that that's a big game for the Bills because they're only one game ahead of the Dolphins right now. Yep, absolutely. Yep, it's we're we're winding down, trying to everybody's trying to position themselves in the division and then obviously in the playoff spots. And, and as of right now, it's still seven uh, teams in each. Uh, but you know, the NFL has said that eight is not out of the question yet. So. Yep. Yep, that's right. Seven right now, but could be looking at eight here. So. All right, anything else you want to talk about, Trev? No, uh, the Steelers lost Bud Dupree. 
Yeah. Uh, they've two, lost, right? Yep. So they've lost Devin Bush and Bud Dupree now. That definitely hurts with their defense, especially if they had to go against Kansas City. That's going to make things a lot tougher to, to stop that offense. So that was a big injury news. And that is all I've got for right now. Next week, we'll we'll see how the standings look. And hopefully there's no more injuries. And we'll see what happens with COVID if any more games get moved around. Yeah, as of right now, there's no team has an outbreak or anything that we know of as of right now for this coming week, right? As of right now, no. But uh, I'm sure by later today or tomorrow, there's going to be some cases somewhere where yep, absolutely get shut down. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Trev, and we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan You Asked For podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at morganyaskforpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34. <laughs>